Get ready to explore faith, doubt, and all that's in between. Welcome to Doubting It with Charlotte Pence Bond. Hi, everyone. I'm Charlotte Pence Bond. Welcome to Doubting It on the Edify Podcast Network. My guest today is Brittany De La Mora, and she is someone who has this amazing testimony and story of how she found Christ. Our conversation goes into some sensitive adult topics. And so if you have little ones around or are sensitive to those kinds of topics yourself, just please be aware of that as you listen. Brittany actually worked in the adult film industry before she became a Christian, so she now leads this amazing ministry for people in similar situations who are either in the porn industry or they're struggling with overcoming porn addiction. Her ministry is called Triple X Church, so that's XXX Church. Um, And she leads that with her husband and they just help so many people. They speak at events all over and they're talking to people, they're counseling people. And she has just been able to share her story and to empower other people to break free of an addiction and to break free of a lifestyle that's not the best for them. So we had a great conversation. It was so much fun being with Brittany on the show today. And if you want to check out her website, her ministry's website, it's xxxchurch.com. So thank you so much for joining us today in this important conversation. Well, welcome to Brittany De La Mora. Um, it's awesome to have you on the show today. I, I'm really excited to talk to you. We haven't met in person. Um, we just met kind of over Zoom as is happening a lot in our current events, but it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. So you have an amazing story and I don't really want to tell it for you. Um, I feel like you can probably tell it better yourself, but first, you know, as you kind of introduce, tell us who you are, can you tell us what your faith journey is and kind of how that's led you to this point? Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I didn't grow up in a household with God. Fortunately, you know, I used to hear things from my mom and, and now like God has totally restored our relationship and she's one of my closest friends, but growing up, she had her own, you know, demons and would say things like, you know, I hate you. You're a loser. I wish I never had you. And so I really started to look for love in all the wrong places. And So I was on this search because I felt like I was just starving for affirmation. And so wherever the affirmation was, was where I was going to go. And unfortunately, um, at like 16, I ended up in a strip club and uh, in Mexico and a seed was planted in me that night that if you take your clothes off, that you are going to be affirmed because that was the first time I heard people telling me you are so beautiful. You're destined, you know, we love you. And so fast forward, I'm going to college and feeling a little lonely. And I decide that I'm going to go back into a strip club. And there was a night where guys again were affirming me and these guys happened to be porn producers and said, you know, you're going to be a star if, you know, if you're interested, like, give us a call. We make romance movies. And so I gave them a call because I happened to be where they were in Los Angeles the next day. And I saw my first porn scene. And honestly, I was a little creeped out by what I saw, but it was that affirmation where I felt like, oh my God, I'm loved here. I'm accepted here because what you don't get at home, you're going to look for in the outside world. And so I found that there and I was in the adult film industry for seven years. And, um, you know, at one point I had gone to church at like my three-year mark and was given a Bible. And so I started to read the Bible. I also had given my life to Jesus at that point, but, you know, was still living in habitual sin. 
And um, I just remember a day where uh, I'm reading my word and I and I hear the Holy Spirit. I, I was with a pimp at this point in my life say, you need to leave him. And I'm like, I don't have anywhere to go. Who am I going to call? And the Holy Spirit said, call your mom. And I was like, I am not going to call her. And the Holy mm. Spirit said, humble yourself and call your mom. And so I did exactly what he said. I called my mom and she came and picked me up and helped me get away from him. And, you know, within like 20 minutes time and I'm uh, going to film what becomes my very last porn scene as I bring my Bible on that airplane and I'm reading the book of Revelation. And here I am going to film a porn scene and I'm reading the scripture that says, I have this thing against you. You tolerate that woman named Jezebel. I have given her time to repent. She leads my people into sexual immorality. If she doesn't repent, I will cast her and her children into a sick bed. And in that moment, I started crying on the airplane. I was like, God, I am so sorry. I didn't know that this is what I was doing. And of course, he brought his grace and said, Brittany, I love you so much. And this isn't the life that I have for you. If you would quit the porn industry today, I would bless your life like no man ever could. And so I took that step of faith and I quit porn and, you know, God has radically changed my life. My husband and I um, have a beautiful daughter. We are ordained mm-hmm. pastors at our church. Um, we also are over triple X church, which is um, a ministry that's been around for about 20 years. And we help people get set free from their addictions to pornography. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we're doing great things and seeing God set so many people free. And, and we're just so excited to be able to be used by him. Yeah. Wow. That's an incredible story. I'm curious when you said, you know, that you were still living like in habitual sin and you had kind of given your life to Christ at that point, what kind of, what was, I don't know, your, your thought process at that time, what kind of led you to a go to church at your three-year mark? Like you said, what drew you into that space? I was so broken. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was living in LA and I was using heroin and Mm -hmm. I just had this moment of deep, dark depression. And I thought, if I don't get help, I am going to end my life today. And so I called my grandmother and I just told her everything. I said, grandma, like, I can't do this anymore. I really need help. And so my grandma drove to LA. She picked me up. I moved in with her. I started detoxing at her house and I found out that my grandpa had started going to church. So I asked him if I could go with him. And so I went to the Rock Church here in San Diego where I live and gave my life to Jesus that day. But I ended up getting back in the industry because I know Satan wasn't happy about my decision. And men at that time were very much my weakness. So he sent a man in my life and that guy happened to be a pimp. And so that's how I ended up getting back into porn. For another three and a half years. You say that you kind of help people now, either that, you know, are addicted to porn and, and you talk about that time of your life. What's been some of the stories, I guess, that have kind of come out of, of this ministry that you've been doing? So we help people who consume porn and then we also help people who are in the porn industry. So we actually go this year, unfortunately, because of stinking COVID, we haven't been able to go to the porn conventions, but normally we go to porn conventions and we hand out thousands of Bibles over the period of a a three-day weekend. We talk to everybody that comes to our booth. We have a huge booth that says Jesus loves porn stars. So people are like, what is this about? So we are able to just talk to people about the goodness and the grace of our God. And um, Mm. we've had some incredible stories come from that. There's a woman that um, I keep close under my wing and she was actually in the porn industry 
industry and had reached out to me for help. And so I helped her get out of the porn industry. She's now in college, um, has a great job, and she's just really being led by God. So we see people that are leaving the industry. And then we see people who, you know, they come to us when their marriages are falling apart because mm-hmm. of pornography. They're, you know, about to lose everything. And so they come to us and, and they get the help they need. And we've seen marriages get restored. We've seen wives forgive their husbands. I mean, we've seen some really incredible stories come from that end as well. Yeah. Wow. And you know, it's, it's, it's such an important thing because it's such a very prevalent part of our culture. And I, th- I think it's interesting because I, especially right now, maybe it's always been this way, but especially I think with the internet and everything, it's not, I mean, the consumption of porn really isn't, uh, it's almost, I mean, not a negative thing in a lot of circles, um, yeah. especially young people. I mean, I definitely have, you know, experienced people thinking, you know, it's totally fine, not really understanding what's kind of going on in your brain and that addiction that can really happen. Um, so that's, that's just really exciting. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, it's crazy just to see like how young I mean, I did this documentary uh, called over 18. And they opened up with the story of this young boy who at like, I think he was like nine or 10 years old, he had already overcome a porn addiction where he was watching every single day because he would go and play video games on his computer and then certain pop ups would come. And so, you know, the generation and the world that we're living in now is much different than it was, you know, when I was a child. And like back then, it's like you had to be very sneaky, maybe try to figure out how to get your hands on a magazine. But now Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. And it's not just on porn websites, but you scroll through Instagram and Facebook and you can see photos of naked women and Twitter. And it's just, it's really bad. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and it's so sad that it's allowed because I mean, the vast majority of people using these social media networks are very young. And Mm -hmm. so we're sowing these seeds into them when they're, when they're very young. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting that you mentioned that, you know, Satan kind of knew, um, I guess how to get you in a, in yeah. a way. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I've even seen that in like in some moments, even like this past week, I feel like little weaknesses, little like moments for me that I, you know, lost my temper or something like that. And you just know, you know, he knew what was gonna like push me over the edge. And I feel like that's, that's so true. And I mean, this is a podcast about doubt and faith and how they, they, they mix and, and, you know, how we have questions about, about faith sometimes. Can you kind of describe if there were times when you experienced doubt or those times when I guess you were more susceptible to questioning or to kind of allowing Satan to kind of get in there when you were uh, struggling? Yeah. So when I first got out of uh, the porn industry, I battled with a lot of shame, actually shame and doubt, like doubt that if I'm open about my story, like are people going to accept me? Are they going to judge me? Um, And I just lived in this constant fear of like trying to pretend like I was just this receptionist and I have no testimony and You know, um, I remember one day just like God really dealing with me and he was like, Brittany, you know, you're, you're so ashamed of your story. He said, can you just 
picture Jesus on the cross right now? And I said, yeah, I can picture him on the cross. And he said, can you picture him? Like, can you just really picture him nailed to the cross? Can you picture the thorn crown on his head? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Can you picture that? And I'm like, yes, I can. He goes, was that enough for you? And I said, that was more than enough for me. And he said, Mm -hmm. then why are you ashamed of the very thing that Jesus died for you for? He said, now go and be set free and share your story. And I think that so many times we think that like, because of our mistakes and because of our past that God can't restore us or he can't redeem us and that we have to stay hidden and that we have to stay ashamed. But like what Jesus did for us on the cross was more than enough for us. Like there's nothing that we could ever do to earn his love. We already have it. And so he knows Mm -hmm. every mistake we've ever made. He knows every sin we've ever committed yet. He still loves us and he still has a great future in mind for us. And so um, in that moment, I had to remember, I had to meditate and focus on his goodness. And so sometimes like when we're battling with doubt, we have to remind ourselves of what he's already done for, for us and know that he has something great in mind and in the future for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. When you, you talk about, you kind of say that, you know, God spoke to you or like the Holy Spirit spoke to you. How how do you hear from God? Like, how does that usually go about for you? Or is it, does it always, is it always kind of in different ways? Yeah, I definitely think he speaks to me differently, but what I, I get this, just like this feeling over me, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like it's, it's the feeling of his presence. And then I kind of always feel it in my stomach when he's speaking, I feel it in my stomach. And then I get these just download of these thoughts coming in through me, you know? And yeah. so that's how he personally speaks to me. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely. You. I would love to. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's funny because people use different, you know, terminology, I guess, and talking yeah. about that too. And I mean, I think God speaks in lots of different ways to people. And definitely to me, I mean, sometimes it'll just be through like a Bible verse or something that pops up like the other day, the verse Isaiah 43, 2, I'm pretty sure is what it is. But um, it's when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. And that verse, like just, it came up in different, like parts of my life and in different people that I knew were like, Oh, this verse, you know, they were talking about this verse the other day and they just shared it with me for no reason. And it's kind of a random verse. I mean, it's not that well known. And so, and then someone, it was their caption on Instagram. I mean, it's these little weird things where I'll be like, Oh, God's like telling me that I definitely feel like I do uh, feel like a Holy spirit though. And it's, it's usually like something I don't want to feel like I'll either be like very convicted to do something or, you know, to like look into something or, and it's almost like annoying. Like I'll be like, no, that's, I'm overthinking this. I'm overthinking it. And then I'll push it away. And then later it'll become like an issue I should have dealt with. I'd be like, oh, that was the Holy Spirit telling yeah. me to do that. And I ignored it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting, but it's cool because I think everyone has, you know, access to that and we can, we can hear and it's cool to see how, I don't know, God shows up and does speak to us. It's a comforting thing, I think. Oh, definitely. Always. I love when, when, it, when you have a word from God, it's like, you're just unstoppable. When he gives you that word, it's always been like such divine timing. Like he gives you something to run with. So yeah. I, I love, I love when God speaks. Yeah, no, it's, it's so cool. How, so also I wanted to ask you about your husband because you guys do a lot of stuff together. So first of all, how did you guys meet and what's kind of your, your story? We have a really cool story because, um, so when I started going to the church that we go to, it was after I left porn 
And I started like just quickly dating another guy, big mistake, but I did. And he brought me to that church. And that day my husband was preaching and he was saying, you know, I have a word just for the women right now. Ladies, I want you to know that you are a woman of God. And that if your man isn't treating you as a woman of God, he needs to step up or step out, show him the exit sign because you're worthy of real true love and you are worth the wait. And when I heard that, I knew exactly what God was calling me to do. I needed to break up with my boyfriend because I started getting convicted of sexual purity. And I'm like, I know that I need to practice sexual purity and this guy doesn't want to. So I need to kick Mm -hmm. him to the curb because I'm a woman of God and I'm worth the wait. So I broke up with him and I took a whole year off of dating. I made that vow to God and just started seeking him and growing in him. And over that year, I started to really catch feelings for my husband and I didn't tell anybody I just saw God and and my sister and I'm like okay I really like this guy and God told me he's gonna be your husband and I'm like okay I don't know if that's really God because that's kind of the first like prophetic word I'd ever been given and I'm like maybe that was just me you know but anyways God came through on his word after my year was up shortly after maybe like five or six months later my husband ended up asking me out and we started dating And we were given that second chance to honor God. So I love to tell people, guys, if an ex-porn star can practice purity, you can practice purity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love that. (laughs) So you guys, now you you speak together, right? You guys do work together? Mm -hmm. What do you mostly, are you kind of talking to like couples or how, how do you guys kind of do ministry as a couple? Yeah. So this year, obviously it's looked a lot different, but normally um, we get to travel and we'll do like conferences together. So typically I'm maybe sharing my story and he's preaching a word. Um, This year it's been a lot of different podcasts and media interviews and stuff like that. So usually we'll just sit side by side and do those together. Um, And then, you know, we're actually in the process right now. We're writing a book that God's given us. It's almost Mm -hmm. done. And so we're in the editing stages of that. So, I mean, ministry looks so different, whether it's an interview or doing writings or ministering with people face to face. Um, We do a lot of that with people like from our church that we meet with. And so, and then tons of phone calls with Triple X Church. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Are there like moments when it's kind of hard to be in ministry that you like, do you go to God about that? Like, how do you guys deal with that? Cause I know I've worked in ministry very briefly just at a camp and ministry is very difficult. I mean, it's very, um, it's definitely a calling, um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that it takes a lot out of you. How do you, how do you balance that? Yeah, I think definitely setting boundaries. So um, Mm -hmm. one thing that we do is we love the do not disturb feature on our iPhone. So (laughs) every day, I mean, we do it at different times. My husband keeps his phone on a little later than I do, but come like six o'clock, I'm like, do not disturb. I'm not talking to anybody. Their problems. And I love people, but their problems will still be there tomorrow. I'm also a mother. So like, I want to make sure that I'm spending quality time with my daughter and that I don't give all myself away to everybody else. Because the last thing that I would ever want is for, you know, my daughter to grow up feeling like she was second fiddle to all these other people. You know, I believe that we have mm-hmm. to manage our own house first. So whatever boundaries that looks like for you, do not disturb is great for us. Um, you know, we'll even do like social media fast, just different things so that we can clear out mm-hmm. our schedule so that we have more time for each other. Because when you're when you're rooted in God and your family unit is strong, then your ministry will also be strong. Yeah, that's so true. And it's it's such an important thing. I, I think that 
someone told me that I, re- I got married in December and, um, Congratulations. thank you. Thanks. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it's been wonderful, but our pastor's wife, um, whom I'm really close with, she's, she told me, you know, your marriage is going to be whatever you do in your life, you know, career, whatever your marriage will be the most important thing you ever do. And it really hit me. I've always, I mean, I've always remembered it because it's such great advice, but I think I always will because it was just such an obvious thing. Like, oh yeah, if that, if I don't give time to that, you know, all these other things, they're not going to matter as much. And and that's a way to honor, to really honor God, I think. Yeah, I really do believe that our family truly is our first ministry. You know, we yeah. have to be there for our family and pour into our family. Like it's, it's such a sad and heartbreaking thing when we see like, you know, great ministers that are out there and they're ministering to everybody and we've gotten poured into by them watching them on TV. And then unfortunately their marriages fall apart. So Mm -hmm. you really have to manage your household first. Everything else flows from, from that because everything flows from the condition of our heart, right? That's why the Bible says to guard our heart because it determines the course of our life. So if we're guarding our marriage, we're also guarding our heart because our marriage will, is going to have the greatest impact and the greatest effect on our heart. So um, managing our heart means managing our marriage and managing our family. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. You, you said you have a daughter. How have you kind of like shared your faith journey with her and I guess shared Christ with her? Okay. So she is only a year old, but, okay. <laughs> but every day, I mean, every day I let her see me worship. And now um, we actually found this really cute, uh, to me, they're all new songs, but I guess they're kids songs that have been around a really long time. I just found that out, but I didn't grow Aww. up in church. So, you know, mm-hmm. I play every morning on YouTube. I just type in worship for kids and they play like this little light of mine and the B I D L E. <laughs> yes, that's for me. I've never heard these songs, but she loves them. <laughs> so every morning while I'm making breakfast for us, she's she's listening to her little praise songs. And you know, at breakfast we pray together over all our meals we do, but breakfast is really where I have my time to just kind of go in and she's just eating and watching me pray because I wanna see I wanna lead with an example and model how to have a relationship with Jesus. So I'm starting while she's young. Oh, that's so great. Also, you know, with kind of looking back at the time in your life when you were questioning Christ or like kind of interested in Christianity, my question is, what would you tell someone in that position or what would you have told yourself in that position? I mean, I would have just let myself, I would have told myself like, Hey, you know, Brittany, everything is going to be okay when you surrender your life to the Lord. You know, so many times we want to try to do things our own way and our own way will always lead us astray. And so, but when we follow God and we allow him to lead our life, like the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit, he knows the past, the present and the future. And so when you lean on God, he gives you wisdom that's going to set you up for success in your future. And so I just think that it's so important 
client to really build a firm and solid foundation with the Lord. Like when you have a relationship with him, not only is he going to heal your heart and he will restore you back to a place before you ever even knew what pain was. So I don't know about Mm. anybody listening, but that was something that I desperately needed because I started experiencing pain from a very young age, ever since I can remember. So to know that God can take you back to such a place of joy that you, before you ever knew what pain was when you were like a two year old and ever, you were just so excited about life. Like that's a blessing. And so that only comes through a relationship with the Lord. And so I encourage you every day to worship and pray and read your Bible and really grow in God because he has great things in store for you. That's so inspiring, really. And I think no matter what we kind of go through, you know, it's a good message to remember. Um, Yeah, I I think that it's interesting, too, how you were talking about kind of feeling shame at first and kind of being like, oh, I'm just a receptionist. I don't have a story. Did you feel like you wanted to hide your story from people in the church as well? Or did you feel like, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I definitely wanted to hide it from church because when I walked into church and you see everybody with these big smiles on their faces and everybody's excited about life and I'm like, these people are perfect. <laughs> Seriously, that's what yeah. I thought. I'm obviously yeah. not be perfect, but like I'm sitting mm-hmm. there going, oh my gosh, if they find out what I've done, like they're going to be like, get out of this church. You are crazy, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to hide it from, from people in church more so than anybody, you know? And I think that that's something that it's definitely a, uh, an attack of the enemy because he wants you to stay silent so that you'll stay in isolation. But the beautiful thing about a church is that church is a family. And so if you can't open up to your church, then who can you open up to? Like the church is there to support you and to encourage you and pray for you when you need it the most. And so when I started opening up to people in church, it was game changing. I mean, God really put some really amazing women in my life who were able to speak life over me and really help me find strength in him. And we need to, you know, be humble Mm -hmm. enough to share our mistakes with others so that we can receive the support that we all need. Yeah. And I think to also ask for help, you know, when you are like struggling, even after you, you know, become a Christian and you have the community. I mean, a lot of times I feel like even I'm tempted to not say, oh, I need, I need help. Or can you pray for this? But we all, we all need it. Definitely. Yes, we do. I was just uh, reading Aaron and her and Moses in the Bible that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Moses was defeating the Amalekites when his arms were lifted. But the moment that he dropped them, they were losing the battle until Aaron and her came along and held up his arms in support. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we lose battles in life because we're too prideful and we can't admit that we need help. But the moment that we open up our mouth to speak and we ask people for help, it's like God just provides all the right people around you. So that you can, you know, defeat uh, and and gain victory over whatever battle it is that you're facing. And then that's a story that that's going to help other people in the future, you know, get inspiration from. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, too. You've talked about COVID and how it's changed things. Um, It's kind of my wrap up question is how has it changed your ministry? Or I guess what have you learned through this time? Also, I feel like it's like, I almost don't want to ask people this question about COVID because it's like all anyone talks about. (laughs) Like we just talk about something else, but but it's also such, it's such a learning experience, I think for, at least for me, for sure. Um, So I guess what, what have you learned through this challenge? You know, I think that what I've learned the most is that anything can change in an instant. Mm -hmm. Like, 
when the Bible says that, you know, we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I mean, whoa, isn't that true for 2020? Like how many plans did all of us have for 2020 and what a great year it was going to be. And not to say that it hasn't been a great year, but there have been so many changes, so many challenges, so many uncertainties. I mean, even still, like when me and my husband are writing this book, I had to have an honest conversation with him the other day. I said, love, like, we don't really know what the future holds. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, God forbid this goes into like, I mean, the great depression or is it like, is our economy going to be able to handle this? Are we going to be good? Like there's just so many uncertainties, like so many things have changed. And so, you know, I try, I, I try to always remind myself, like, don't get caught up in that fear. Like really just keep your eyes focused on Jesus, allow him to be your source of hope. And like, we just got to keep praying and keep believing for the best because I think that, that that's what I've seen is like, my goodness, everything can change with the snap of a finger. Yeah. So true. What, what's been your, um, like two cents on this? What lessons have you learned? What do you see like happening? Like, you know, it's funny. I, I, I feel like I, I'm being shaped right now in different ways, not just COVID related. I think, you know, I'm, uh, my husband's in the military and so I'm adjusting to that life and, you know, I'm finishing up school and things like that, where it's kind of little pockets of transition. And I think like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I'm in the process of learning or kind of being refined, but like, it's not very comfortable feeling, you know, I'm being like sanded down and I'm not the final product yet. I don't think I ever, I ever will be. I don't think we ever are. I think we're always kind of being shaped and molded, but I think I've learned at least so far to kind of just a really meet with God every day because if I don't, it's like not a good day. I will not be in a good place. And I also think like we talked about earlier, like hearing from him and being open to hearing from him and when things go wrong and, you know, something unexpected happens, just letting him kind of show up, I guess, in ways and trust him and, and kind of because he does, he provides. I, I think that's the really cool thing. And I've, I've seen that. I think that's what I've been shown in this season definitely is that he provides for us, even if it's not in the way we wanted. And if it's not exactly, you know, what we had planned, but I was, you know, I've had great relationships come out of this that maybe wouldn't have been the same if we hadn't gone through the same things together. And so I think that's a really, that's a cool thing in little ways. I think, I think I've learned to trust that God's going to provide maybe not what I wanted or what I asked for, but what he knows I need. I think that's, that's what I'd say. Yeah. So good. And I love too, that you said, it's not, it's not going to be the same kind of day without the Lord. Like, I love that because I know like I'm a different person. I would say you don't want pre Britney. You want post Britney after I've been in the presence of the Lord. (laughs) I feel like I'm such a different person after seeking Jesus. And you know, like our days are just so much greater and and we can walk with like so much more peace and so much more Mm -hmm. strength after being in his presence. And I think our whole attitude, our whole dynamic changes after being in the presence of the Lord. So I can relate to that. And and that's yeah. so good. He definitely it's, does provide everything that we need. So thank you too for that reminder. That like <laughs> it's so true. It's I I read my Bible every morning and on a day days when you know I travel or whatever, I forget. It just I think it's like a it's just a, a ritual kind of inviting him in 
and like acknowledging he's going to be with me today. And so then no matter what happens, at least I can try to keep that perspective, even though I'm definitely not perfect at it. Yeah. I just, I, I've always, I've noticed that. Early mornings I've heard. That's been a learning curve with my daughter. I'm like, how do I seek the Lord like I used to? And I'm like, yeah. you don't get to seek the Lord like you used to. I mean, on the weekends I do when my husband's home, but yeah, it's like really changed where it's like, I used to every morning I worship, pray, read my Bible in that order. Then I have my daughter and it's like, okay, I'm worshiping. And then at breakfast I'm praying. And then on her nap time, I'm reading the Bible. So it's like different times throughout mm-hmm. the day, but I love that That's he gives great. us grace in our season. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. Um, That is so true. Well, thank you so much for being on this. I wanted to give you a chance also first before we close out to talk about your ministry, at least for people kind of who are looking for that resource. And even if someone, you know, is coming across this podcast, not intentionally seeking out, you know, help, you know, whether involved in the porn industry or consumer of porn, what are the resources people can kind of be directed to? Yeah. So um, on triplexchurch.com, if you need help with porn addiction, there's so many different resources on there. We have X3 Watch, which is our accountability software. So you put it on your uh, laptop, your phone, all your devices, and um, it will actually send a report of your internet use to a trusted accountability partner of your choice. So you pick that person. That's really helpful for people because it's they get that like weekly check of like, hey, so you were on this site, you doing all right? You know, so you get yeah. accountability with that. Um, we also have different workshops available. If instead of going on porn, you know, log on, go on a workshop. And then we have so many free resources uh, like our blogs. And if you need any help at all, you can shoot us over an email. If you need pastoral support, we have a team of pastors who can give you a call and just check up on you and pray for you. Um, and then if you're in the industry and you want help transitioning, just visit the industry section of our website. We would love to be able to help you out if you want to get out of the industry as well. That's great. And this will also be listed, um, I think, on on our app, on Edify. And then we'll definitely post and share all of that. So thank you so much for all that you do. And thanks so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much to Brittany for joining me for that very real conversation. Um, it was just really fun and encouraging for me to be able to hear her story and to also just kind of talk about how God's worked in both of our lives and is still working and still, you know, speaking to us and um, showing us and leading us. So yeah, I just feel like I learned a ton from Brittany with our conversation. And I hope that you did too. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting exploration of all the different complicated and beautiful parts of our faith journeys. And if you want to check out Brittany and her husband's ministry, again, that is xxxchurch.com. Thanks for listening to Doubting It with Charlotte Pence Bond on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith, doubt, and all that's in between. And for more faith-inspiring podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.